in-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. And you're waking up with a cold start to your Monday and the work week. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. Cold for now. But that will change. We have yes. meteorologist Kristen Curry here. So sort of jacket weather right now, mm -hmm. but eventually uh, short sleeves and shorts. Yeah, later this week, I think <laughs> we're going to be looking at some really nice outside weather. Let's get you started with a look at what our Monday looks like. Crutz, Mark a camera there in Lockhart showing clear conditions. It's cold, it's quiet, it's dry. Your temperatures this morning showing area-wide 30s. Not quite as cold as yesterday, but still warranting the heavy coat as we're down to 35 in Georgetown, 31 Lampasas, 38 in here in Austin, mid to even some lower 30s out in our eastern counties. Like I said, not quite as close to freezing as what we had Sunday morning. You'll notice the temperature trend here about 2 to 10 degrees warmer than what we had 24 hours ago. But as far as the rest of today, you can expect those 40s uh, by the end of the morning and then eventually upper 50s by lunchtime. Forecast highs today well into the 60s. This is actually going to be a fairly normal late February day for us. 67 is average. 68 will be your forecast high today. Coming up, we're warming nicely through the week. In fact, today's probably going to be our coldest day of the next seven. We're talking 80s later in the work week. Warmest temperatures we've seen so far this year coming up Wednesday, Thursday. We'll stay dry for a while, but there is a cold front in the seven-day forecast. We'll talk about when and some of the impacts of that cold front coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. Early voting starts tomorrow for the Texas primary, and there are a few races that we're watching closely. Yeah, two Republicans with decades of law enforcement experience want to serve as your Bastrop County Sheriff. Incumbent Sheriff Maurice Cook says the biggest issue in the county mirrors a national issue, which is recruitment and retention of officers. Now, Jeff Gogolowski says that he wants to bring new technology into the Sheriff's office. And then another race that we're closely watching is the Texas House race involving House Speaker Dade Phelan. That district covers mainly Beaumont and is between Phelan, David Covey, and Alicia Davis. Most of this race is centered around former President Donald Trump's endorsement of Covey and Phelan's defense of the impeachment of Attorney General Ken Paxton. And just a, a reminder that your local election headquarters is right here when it comes to local, statewide, and national elections. We have you covered right here. Everything you need to know, and check out our voter's guide on our website, kxan.com. Well, you may have a little day off today. I know a lot of students do because of President's Day. The national holiday was initially established back in the 1800s and is to celebrate yeah. the birthday of the nation's first president, George Washington. That has since changed, though. It has since become a day to recognize all of the U.S. presidents. And Austin City offices and some facilities will be closed today. Some of those closures include the Austin Parks and Recreation Department, Austin Public Health, Austin Energy, Austin Public Library, and the Austin Animal Center. Over the weekend, a rare get-together. The descendants of five former U.S. presidents were in Key West, Florida to celebrate President's Weekend. A forum was held at the Harry S. Truman Little White House Museum featuring the grandsons of Jimmy Carter, Harry Truman, and descendants of Dwight D. Eisenhower, William Howard Taft, and Grover Cleveland. They all talked about the influence, the presidency, and the legacies left by their powerful relatives.
And after being rescheduled, we finally know Georgetown's annual MLK March is happening not today, but tomorrow. You can honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. starting at noon at the Williamson County Courthouse. You'll then head over blocks to the Macedonia Baptist Church. That event had been scheduled for MLK Day, but of course it had to be rescheduled because of the sub-freezing temperatures. It's free and it's open to everyone. Police want to remind you that there's an Amber Alert still active for 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham out of Livingston, Texas. That is northeast of the Houston area. We don't know yet if she was with anyone else. Audrey was last seen on February 15th, though, wearing a black hoodie, a camp backpack, and black tennis shoes. Minnesota community is grieving this morning what we know about the three first responders killed in the line of duty. And a last-minute pitch to voters as South Carolina's primary is quickly approaching. Good morning, everyone. On this Monday, February the 19th, this is a live look outside to kickstart your day. Good morning to you in Lockhart. That's where our camera is located this morning. A Minnesota community is still grieving after three first responders were killed in the line of duty over the weekend. A man is accused of shooting and killing two officers and a firefighter early yesterday morning. This was in Burnsville, just south of Minneapolis. Police say they were responding to a domestic abuse situation involving a man barricaded in a house with family members, including seven children. Officials spent some time negotiating with the suspect before he opened fire. The officers had been identified as Paul Amstrand and Matthew Rohe, along with a firefighter, Andam Vincent. A fourth police officer was injured and taken to a hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. We're hurting. Okay, we're hurting. Three members of our team made the ultimate sacrifice for this community. They are heroes. The family members inside the home made it out safely. Officers say that the suspect is dead, but have not released any details about how he died. And according to the latest Lundberg report, the national average price of gas has gone up in the past two weeks. Prices at the gas pump increased by 12.6 cents per gallon to a price of nearly $3.37 for the regular grade. Diesel's up over the past two weeks as well, climbing to $4.21. The report says oil prices surged during this period, and that's caused product prices to rise. Port also found that further price hikes can be expected as product prices have not yet matched oil surge. Still ahead, why Texas drivers are still frustrated with toll billing months after a new state law went into effect to make it more transparent. Texas baseball season off and running and a pivotal game on Sunday for the Longhorns. I've got that and more coming up. Good morning. This is a live look over downtown Austin at Congress Avenue there below. That's where the Austin Marathon was raced and run yesterday. Congratulations to all y'all waking up. Probably some sore legs, but happy spirits after a big day for our city. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Longhorn baseball team opening up this weekend. Even though it's a long way to go in the season, these series are so important to get series wins for the resume. And that's what the Longhorn's trying to do after losing on Saturday to San Diego. Tanner Witt gave it a go. Remember last year coming off that elbow surgery, only pitched 10 and two-thirds innings, and he only made it through 25 pitches before David Pierce had seen enough. And... He's just hoping Witt can get back into his 
four. Meantime, Cody Howard comes in, inherited that 2-0 count, walks in a run, walks in a second run. But then the Longhorns come back down 3-2 and tie it on Porter Brown getting hit. And then Max Ballou gets a walk with the bases loaded. You get the idea here. Pitching starting to wear a little thin. That's Jane Duplantier, and that is speed for the Longhorn. Beats out the infield hit with two outs to bring home another run. And then Jalen Flores, he hit that grand slam Friday. Didn't get it near that way on that one, but still brings home a run. And Texas starts to get some separation. Another RBI single from Will Gasparino. Prize freshman from Southern California, and Peyton Powell had a big weekend. Two hits in each of the three ball games. Brings home two right there, and the Longhorns do get the all-important series win to open up the season. We had to win it today. Uh, started a little shaky. I like the way our team just kept playing and responded, and you know, got a big win for us. Big series. Big series for us. Good first series. Glad we got a series win. Um, team looks good. Bullpen, of course, did what they were supposed to do. Hitters felt like they did a good job all weekend. Um, still a lot to improve on. You know, it's early, but it's good to get the, the first series win out of the way. Longhorns right back at it tomorrow night at the dish against Houston Christian. Then Cal Poly comes to town for three. Tonight at Moody Center. Well, it sounds like a broken record. Another big one for the UT men after losing to Houston. They welcome K-State into town for an 8 o'clock start. Back to you. All right, NASCAR fans, today is the day. Yes, it is the season <laughs> opener with the Daytona 500. Heavy rain postponed the race until today. Now there's going to be a doubleheader at the Daytona International Speedway. The Xfinity Series race starts this morning. Then the Daytona 500 race follows in the afternoon. And Kristen, the weather's supposed to cooperate out there in Florida. Yeah, hopefully. It's raining right now. <laughs> but they need like a good two-hour dry out, they said, for the track to be safe yeah. for those drivers to uh, to do the races. So that 11 a.m. slot might yeah. be a little tough. You know, mm. we'll see. They, they might just kind of delay it a little bit. So uh, we'll be watching it closely. Yes. We are. And also, I wanted to correct myself. The MLK March is happening today, too, which is better oh, good. instead of, you know, tomorrow. But today, because it's going to be a little bit cooler out there. For sure. Sure. And it's going to be nice, though. It's going to be so nice. Really, whatever you're doing today is going to be nice here at home. Let me show you what you can anticipate because clouds and radar not going to show us anything this morning, not going to show us anything today or tomorrow or the next day. Unfortunately, we're really not going to be talking about rain for a while. So let's focus on what our numbers look like because it is cold out there. Clear skies, light winds, dry air, stable atmosphere. I mean, everything coming together for those temperatures to really drop at night, and they did last night into this morning. Here's our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera showing nice quiet conditions. Here's Austin in the background there. Temperatures cold. 34 in Lano, 35 Georgetown, 37 Lockhart down to freezing and Giddings. Not expecting as many of us to freeze today compared to what we had yesterday. We got close in Austin. Austin yesterday dropped to 33 downtown. I am expecting temperatures to actually get warmer through the week, though. So this will be it as far as kind of those iffy conditions getting close to the low 30s in most areas outside of Austin. Dew points in the 20s. This is dry air sitting down here at the ground. So you can anticipate nothing but sunshine up top. Not even going to see clouds today. Forecast high about 68 degrees for your President's Day. Uh, as you know, Sally and Tom mentioned, we do have a lot of our kiddos out of the classroom today. So parents, if you're thinking about getting something uh, on the on the schedule for today for the kids to do, 
Get outside, make it an outside kind of day, park, patio, something, because these kind of temperatures are something to take advantage of. Mid to upper 60s, I-35 eastward, even 70s out in the hill country with that drier air there. I'll tell you, as far as the skies go across the entire state of Texas, we are going to be completely clean. I mean, we've got high pressure setting up here, and this is going to keep the storm track well to our north, meaning another dry day tomorrow. Wednesday looks good. The only kind of thing we'll be watching for as far as clouds go will potentially, potentially I should say, be a little bit of fog. I would say Tuesday, more so Wednesday morning. And then Thursday, there's actually going to be a dry cold front that moves in. And then we're going to be looking at dry skies really even behind it. So there's nothing in the way of rain this week, that's for sure. Six to seven day rainfall forecast is dry. That would be the time to get the car washed because you are going to get a solid seven days out of it. But look at the numbers in your seven day forecast. Here's what I think a lot of us are going to be talking about this week. We go from the 60s today to the upper 70s tomorrow. So 10 degrees warmer than yesterday. Tomorrow, another 10 degrees warmer. We're talking 80 degree weather Wednesday and Thursday here in Central Texas, the end of February. I mean, what a difference a few years makes, right? Cold front comes through. There's the wind anticipated with that Pacific front, but temperatures don't even crater behind it. We're still in the 70s. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, your overnight lows getting farther and farther away from freezing. We're in those mid 40s to even mid 50s. Waking up tomorrow morning and Wednesday morning. How about even low 60s by Thursday? So we'll keep an eye on those temperatures for a while. But again, emphasizing the fact no rain in this week's forecast. Thank you, Kristen. Nike announced plans to cut 2% of its current workforce. Plans to lay off more than 1,500 people. Yeah, Nike's looking to save $2 billion over the next three years as part of a restructuring plan. The company says the layoffs will take place in two phases, with phase one starting this week. The second one is expected to be finished by the end of its fiscal fourth quarter. The job cuts come as Nike contends with the slowdown in consumer spending as well. Months after a new state law went into effect to make toll billing more transparent, drivers' frustrations persist. Since then, data showing Textag fielded an average of 8,000 calls per day from customers with inquiries and issues. Wow, in that time, around two dozen have also reached out to us at KXAN, many reporting auto pay problems and the sky-high surprise toll bills. It led investigator Matt Grant to explore the law's effectiveness and the fix one lawmaker is pushing again. This is really crappy customer service. If this is how they handle a screw-up, um, I don't want any part of it. Textag is driving Brad Rule mad. I would say I probably have 20 to 30 hours into trying to wrestle this to the ground. This is what he's fighting, a surprise overdue bill from CTRMA, or the Central Texas Regional Mobility Authority for $158.43. Most of that from collections, a notice he should have only received if his Textag account, the system behind his toll tag and payments, was empty or invalid. Did you ever receive any letter from Textag at all stating there's something wrong with your account? Never. Then why wasn't AutoPay working for Rule? After weeks of back and forth with Textag by email, the agency told him somehow his car was removed from the account last spring and had been racking up fees and fines ever since. <laughs> it's just 
said, well, that's ludicrous. I have no reason to have removed my car from my text tag account. I have been through the mill to get this resolved. I have made, you know, phone calls. I have done emails. I have showed up in person. I paid the bill. And all of this is an error that I didn't cause. To prevent surprise bills, in September, a new law went into effect requiring Texas toll agencies immediately notify customers when there's a problem with their account. Since then, Textag says it sent out more than 127,000 notices. Still, Rule and at least two other customers who reached out to KXAN in recent months say Textag never told them there was a problem with their auto pay. It's happened to me personally. Georgetown Republican State Representative Terry Wilson says he's experienced similar problems with Textag, and so have his constituents. When you get the bulk of calls and emails that we received, it certainly sent up a red flag. House Bill 3843 test tech stopped with conducting a tow road study. Wilson is working on refiling a bill he introduced last session. It would require a study of all toll agencies in Texas to find out what's working and what isn't. We really want to take the time to, to look at this holistically, see if there's something that we can do uh, as a state to help uh, the the tow system. Textag and TextDOT declined our request for an on-camera interview and would not comment on Rule's case, saying instead in a statement, Textag has been compliant with House Bill 2170, sending credit card decline letters to Textag account holders in the event their card on file was declined. Before the new law, Textag said it sent account notifications if account holders, quote, opted into receiving communications via email or text. I'm happy and I'm really thankful that KXA stepped in. A week after we reached out to Textag about his case, Rule says he finally received a refund following months of dead ends. I felt like KXN was a good resource and uh, none of this would have would have been resolved even at this level without uh, your involvement. So uh, I, I very much appreciate that. Representative Wilson asked anyone experiencing problems with Textag to reach out to his office. Democratic Representative Carol Alvarado of Houston co-sponsored the new law and tells us in a statement, quote, I am grateful for the work of KXAN's investigative reporting team on this issue. If it is the case that HB 2170 has not been effectively implemented, we will work with the appropriate agencies to address that. Adding, if necessary, additional legislation will be filed next session. At the Capitol, Matt Grant, KXAN Investigation. Matt mentioned that Textag sent out more than 127,000 notices since the new law went into effect. Well, by contrast, records show the North Texas Tollway Authority sent out 1.3 million notices. Keep in mind, NTTA has 6.5 million customers which is more than double the amount of text tag. You can explore our complete text tag troubles project right now on KXAN.com. Scan the QR code on your screen right now. We've also provided contact information for the lawmakers in our story. If you are experiencing text tag troubles yourself, just look for a link to this latest story in the continuing coverage section of that page. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what we're tracking at five. An emotional day for runners in this year's Austin Marathon and a spotlight on one athlete crossed the finish line and a group of people by his side every step of the way. In-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today.
And it's going to be a cold start to your Monday morning here in Central Texas. A warm-up, though, is coming, which is good news. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. We have meteorologist Kristen Curry here with us. The mm -hmm. LBJ Presidential Library behind us. Yeah. Ooh, we love pretty. that. Very pretty. <laughs> yeah, good spot to be on this President's yeah. Day. Let me show you what we've got going on with your forecast. Because a lot of luck outside up in Williamson County. This is our Ewald Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown. Showing clear skies, everything moving smoothly there in the 930. Your hill country temperatures cold. We're down to the 30s across most of the area here. 34 in Lano, 36 Horseshoe Bay, 36 in Bertram, below freezing in Lampasas. So only a couple spots there up to 40. That's Kingsland and Round Mountain at the moment. Austin Metro seeing everybody here in the 30s. In fact, flirting with freezing there. Round Rock, Georgetown, Florence, and Cedar Park. 35 Pflugerville, 37 in Austin. 30 is down in Hayes County. In our eastern counties, 32 in Giddings at the moment, 33 in Smithville, freezing in Rosanke and Muldoon at the moment, pretty close to up in Milam County. Today we've got a high of 68 degrees, plenty of sunshine to help get us there. This is only day one of a significant warm up too. We've got winds out of the south southwest at 5 to 15 miles per hour, getting closer to the 10 to 15 mile per hour range later today. That will mean breezy conditions at times, but wind won't be out of control. No rain coverage to talk about this week. It'll be all about the numbers. In fact, warmest temperatures we've seen so far this year coming our way middle of this week. We'll talk more about where that temperature climb takes us here in just a few minutes. But let's take you now to the map as far as what we've got going on with traffic this morning. Not seeing a whole lot uh, on our traffic maps at this point. 